Hello, this is Eric Haas, the Portfolio Manager at Breckenridge. I'd like to welcome you to July's Municipal Market Recap. Today I'll be joined by Sarah Shonda, a fellow Portfolio Manager, and we'll be providing a quick market summary, discussing some extremes that we're seeing in the market, as well as shedding some light on an increase in forward delivery new issues. So Sarah, why don't you start us off with a brief market update from July. Thanks, Eric. So looking across the market, we saw a positive total return that really continued in July, theme that we've been talking about for several months now. Uh, the broad index, if you look at that, was up about 81 basis points, really driven by the fact that yields continued to drop. Uh, the five-year part of the curve was lower around 17 basis points or so. Ten years was lower by about 13 basis points. And really what helped drive performance was longer duration. Total return for bonds with maturities longer than four years was about 80 basis points, whereas bonds inside four years earned about 60 basis points or less in total return. And credit, in fact, this month was actually a non-factor from AAA to B. That was about 80 basis points in return. And really should be noted that Illinois underperformed the index over the month, only up about 53 basis points on the month. And that's really resulting from the fact that Illinois paper in the 10-year spot widened back out to about plus 164 over the AAA scale. So the story we've been telling in regards to supply and demand on a year-to-date basis remains intact. On the uh, demand side, we've continued to see positive inflows in the mutual fund space. So we're at 30 straight weeks, and that's about $53 billion of inflows on a year-to-date basis. In the supply side, when you look at July, there was about $25 billion of, of total issuance. So on an absolute basis, that's lower by around 10% year-over-year relative to 2018. But as a percentage of issuance, July was only lower by around negative 2% on the year. So that being said, year-to-date supply is $196 billion, which is about 1.5% higher than last year. Think about relative value in our space. We're comparing the, the yield you'd earn on a municipal bond to the same maturity uh, U.S. Treasury. And primarily for bonds inside of five years or with maturities inside of five years, we've seen a lot of richening in the market. So the two-year spot on the curve went from around 72% to 56% yield. And the five-year went from around the mid-70s to 60%. When you got further out the curve, the relationship wasn't as strong, and, and ratios only dropped by around six and three ratios for the 10 and 30-year maturities. So this is a good segue to our next topic. So we're going to talk about some extremes that we're seeing in the market. That's right. So the fact that you actually just brought up ratios, that's actually a good starting point, thinking about ratios and how they richened over the course of the month. So munis outperformed treasuries across the curve, especially in shorter maturities. That really did pressure ratios over the month, nearly a 15 ratio move in that two to three year space. And while the two year closed near 60%, that really doesn't accurately reflect what we've been seeing in the market, especially in high tax states in California and New York, which really have been commanding a higher premium due to extraordinary demand, really forcing ratios into that mid 50%. Additionally, yields continue to plummet. So we look at yields over the course of the month, they really closed at the year to date lows. Month to date, uh, in the the front end of the curve, we saw almost a 20 basis point drop in yields, uh, down about five to 10 basis points in that 10 to 30 year spot. Year to date, if we look at yields, uh, they're lower by about 70 to 80 basis points across the curve. And just to point out, um, in the 10 to 30 year range, we were we closed out the month within 25 to 30 basis points of historic lows. And we achieved those back in July of 2016. Um, and then another extreme we've seen is really spreads collapsing. So uh, MMA just put out a piece. They're talking about long-term credit spreads. They've really maintained that tightening trend, really playing out since 2016. If we actually look at spreads, the AAA to the B uh, for the year, across the curve, we've really seen that significant tightening, about 15 to base, 20 basis points or so. So if you're looking at the 10-year spot, it went from 85 basis points, that's AAAs, triple Bs, um, down to 65 or so. 
So as we talk about yields decreasing and, and spreads collapsing, um, you know, it continues to prove the fact that demand rages on the municipal bond market. So we mentioned the positive fund flows earlier, uh, and although this is only a partial year, this would be the second largest year of inflows when comparing it to full calendar years, the largest of which was 2009 at $79 billion. So significant demand for munis, and it continues on as, as we move on on a day-to-day basis. And for our last topic, where it really relates to issuers in a post-tax reform world and ways they're still looking to lock in lower rates, and they're really doing that with four delivery new issue bonds. And that's really the result of the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, as we've mentioned in the past, with this elimination of advanced refunding deals, which is about 20% of annual issuance or has been for the last five-plus years or so. And just for folks in the field, an advanced refunding was a mechanism an issuer used to refinance high-cost debt by calling out bonds more than 90 days prior to their optional call date. And proceeds from that new bond sale were actually placed in an escrow account and used to pay off that old, older high-cost debt. Right. So the major difference with the forward delivery is that there's no use of an escrow account. So instead, when a deal is issued with forward delivery, there's about a three to 12 month gap between sale date and delivery date. Uh, And when you think about that compared to a traditional municipal bond deal, um, those deals generally have three to five weeks, so a significantly longer time period. And now you ask, well, well, why do issuers do that? Well, it allows them to lock in current market rates and any savings that they're getting from taking out that higher cost debt. And investors on the other side generally get paid more for this. So you'll get some additional yield as a buyer, and that's due to lower liquidity and some uncertainty regarding the interest rate environment. And in today's environment, with a flatter yield curve, especially in the front end, uh, both parties, the buyer and seller, have a little more comfort uh, in regards to changes in interest rate moves. Right. And just to point out, this really is not the market standard. It's still a small portion of issuance that we see. In 2019, it's expected to be about $1.75 billion or so. Uh, but it's still a, a mechanism and a way for issuers to work around the impacts of tax reform. We hope you found this information interesting and helpful, and please reach out to us at cr at breckenridge.com with any questions or comments. Thank you.